everybody. Welcome to the first bill. I am Q Nguyen, Director of Content Development here at APHA. This is going to be a long one, so let's get into it. In August 2023, the FDA granted approval for the bivalent RSV prefusion effexine developed by Pfizer for use in pregnant individuals at 32 through 36 weeks of gestation with the primary indication of the prevention of lower respiratory tract disease, or LRTD, due to RSV in infants from birth to six months of age through passive immunization. Now, RSV is the leading cause of hospitalization in U.S. infants, and it does not discriminate. This is highlighted by the fact that 79% of children who are less than two years of age who are hospitalized with RSV, well, these patients had no underlying medical conditions. Let's cover five things to know about the vaccine. Efficacy, safety, administration, timing, and considerations for active immunization of the newborn with nirsevimab. So first, efficacy data. The Matisse study included 7,000 pregnant women and a similar number of infants. Now half received the vaccine and the other half placebo. Vaccine efficacy, or VE, against severe LRTD caused by RSV in infants were measured via maternal immunization. This was statistically significant at all time points that were measured. So at three, four, five, and six months. The vaccine efficacy ranged from 70 to 82%. At six months at the end of the trial, vaccine efficacy was 69.4%. So this was 19 cases in the vaccine group and it's a frequency of 0.54% compared to 62 cases in the placebo group. So a rate of 1.78%. This gives us a number needed to treat of 81. 81 patients need to be treated to prevent one severe LRTD. Number two, safety. In clinical trials, the most common side effects reported in the vaccine group were pain at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle pain, and nausea. Now the rates of the side effects were generally actually similar between the vaccine group and the placebo group, except for pain at the injection sites. The vaccine group had a rate of 40% compared to 10% in the placebo group. The clinical trials also identified small increases in the number of preterm births in the vaccine group, as well as preeclampsia. Now, it's not clear that if this, if this is a true safety problem related to the RSV vaccine or if this occurred for reasons unrelated to the vaccination. The FDA has required the manufacturer to conduct additional post-marketing studies to assess preterm birth and hypertensive disorders related to pregnancy. Of note, GSK's prenatal vaccine clinical trial was halted due to an imbalance in preterm births in the vaccinated group. So going on to number three, administration. Now the RCV vaccine could be administered by your obstetrician or they can be referred to the pharmacy, just like the flu and Tdap. So be ready. And remember, it is safe to co-administer this vaccine with other indicated vaccinations. One other thing to remember is that the maternal RSV vaccine is the same formulation and dose approved for adults age 60 years of age and older. 
Number four, timing. The single dose of the maternal RSV vaccine is recommended for those who are 32 to 36 weeks pregnant during the time period of September through January. Now, seasonality in Alaska and tropical areas like Florida may differ, so check with your local jurisdiction for further guidance. Now, going back to the time period of September through January, this would mean that most infants of vaccinated mothers would be born during RSV season, so October through March. Protective antibodies take about two weeks to develop. So babies who are born at least two weeks after the mother gets vaccinated would be protected at birth. This brings us to number five. What about the babies born outside of RSV season? Well, mothers of most infants born outside of RSV season would not have been vaccinated. So babies born April through September, the mother would not have been vaccinated. And so this is when nirsevermab would be recommended for these infants as they approach their RSV season if they're less than eight months old. For most infants, administering both products is not needed and would really not be a reasonable and efficient allocation of resources. There are a few exceptions when the mother should get vaccinated and the baby would also get nisirumab. Um, again, there are a few exceptions. The most common one being is when the mother is vaccinated and the baby is born within the 14 weeks of her vaccination. This is when the baby would receive nisirumab because there's a chance that the maternal antibodies were not adequately or not adequate to provide passive protection for the newborn. For more information on the anti-RSV monoclonal antibody for newborns, check out our previous podcast episode. Remember, there are two options for RSV protection, either passively through the maternal RSV vaccine or actively through nirsevimab. Get familiar with both. And if you want to learn more, let us know through the CE program evaluation comments. Thanks for listening.